Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive Super Bowl edition. Andy, how are we doing tonight? Ooh, good. I mean, hopefully, Roger, that we talked about this. It's it's the big game. It's the big game. Yeah, the big get, game. We don't want to get screwed. Every, everybody's go, yeah. Let's go. No, fuck it. It's the Super Bowl. He can suck. <laughs> um, without the express written consent of the NFL. Yeah. Did um, you see? Uh, did you see uh, Sean Payton with the uh, clown shirt on? Clown yeah, Goodell shirt. Like, you know, it was when I when somebody retweeted that and i'm like wow that could be anything and then i saw the one that was like next to the shirt and the one where they like, superimposed the oh, shirt over it i'm like oh shit oh, no, that, that is that, that for is sure that is that, made oh, me that is what so, that is oh yeah that was pretty Giddell's, Giddell's, did you watch Giddell's smarmy oh my gosh yeah. why do you he lie just, about talking to the team what would yeah, you do that why would you do that what is wrong he, with him? he just doesn't care he made his money i guess so um all right let's get into this man Super Bowl handicap. I cannot wait to break the, the the plucky upstart. New England Patriots have finally made the Super Bowl. Can they get it done uh, against the mighty powerhouse Rams? What do you think, Andy? The line thinks so. It's a under a field goal on a neutral. It's, Will this uh, cement Tom Brady's legacy? This is the question uh, everybody. Don't, tunes- don't do that shit to me. <laughs> we don't need we don't need that up in here. Um, I know, is, I know. This is all uh, and fun. Apologies, so, you know. Yeah. I, I do have I have people I like and respect <laughs> that are Patriots fans, but I do get sick of the Patriots being in the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah. A like, lot I'm, of my I'm love yeah. to see. I would. And granted, I hated the I hated the Chiefs at the beginning of the year. I yeah. was like, if this freaking team makes a Super Bowl, I'm going to be pissed because I, I wasn't super high on their experiment with this Mahomes the kid thing. And, <laughs> and, 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 and like, I, you know, prove me wrong, Andy Reid. You did a great job designing yeah. a pretty stellar offense. But uh, yeah. no, I, I was, I guess I wasn't surprised. Nothing would have surprised me about the, uh, the AFC title game, but I was surprised. And not to pour any salt in the wounds to the people in the bayou, but. Uh, Maybe it shouldn't have gone that way, but I was I guess I was surprised the Rams were even in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right. funny, I can say that and then at the same time say that I think they're in the game this week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aggressive, yeah, no, aggressive head coach. They have some weapons. No, that's uh, uh yeah. yeah. I think and we'll get into that too. This is such a completely we're gonna talk from out of both sides of our mouths for like yeah. an hour here because yeah. we're gonna say like this is we're gonna make similarities of this game to the AFC title game, but then at the same time say, you know, this is a completely different team on defense. You Tom Brady doesn't get to pick a cart, pick apart a, a really shitty defensive secondary on third and 10 repeatedly. Yeah. Not that, not that, you know, some of those D backs for the Rams haven't gotten scorched this year, but right. it is a completely different defense. So this, yeah, yeah it's, it's exciting. Uh, yeah. Two weeks ago, it wasn't the Super Bowl I expected. If you went to, before the playoffs started and you made me pick all the NFC teams, I would have said maybe the Cowboys were the least likely, but I'd put the Rams, I'd put the Rams right there at like fourth or fifth likeliest. Yeah. I would have had the Eagles ahead of them. I would obviously the saints. Yeah. Yeah, And I I definitely had the bears. I had the bears ahead of them. This is not a crazy hot take either because 
what have we seen from Jared Goff over the last half of the season to suggest no. that he's good enough to get this team to the Super Bowl, especially well, even, on the road? In the in play- yeah, yeah, even, even in the playoffs, playoffs yeah. uh, let's yeah, say right, the Cowboys right. game, he had a pretty atrocious first half. Like that right. game should have been a laugher, right. and yeah. it was uh, this might be in doubt if if Dallas scores here early. Yeah. We we could have a game in the second half. He may go on to have a superlative career. He may win the Super Bowl. It doesn't change the fact that we have not necessarily seen it from. We have not seen the goods from. Goff in the later half of the season to really support this run, but here they are. Um, okay, so a couple, couple things, couple business, couple bookkeeping notes. I just wanted to kind of get off, uh, off early here. Um, a lot of my excitement, a lot of my kind of um, energy that I'm bringing to this pod is for you, the listeners, not because I'm excited about the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm actually not at all excited about the Super Bowl. I have moved on to NBA and tennis almost entirely in my heart. Like, I, like. I got I got up and did that uh, the Audible show with Donnie and, and SBR friends this morning, and it was like, oh yeah, football's still happening. Like it was literally like tough to shift my brain into back into football mode, and a lot of that is because like you know there's not how much more do you really have to break down about the Patriots and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Like so much has been written, so much has been said. There are just painfully few interesting kind of angles to pick at here that doesn't mean it's not a good game to handicap i think actually it's a really fun game to handicap which brings me to note you know a spec book you know um, um, a business note number two this game feel tight to you this feels like you know like it like if this game were be, were, were just a, a game on a 16 game slate in the middle of the season and these were the lines on a neutral field. Would we ha- be betting this game or just be like, oh, this should be fun. Let's watch and enjoy this because there's no real clear angle uh, to bet this one. Is that, so is is that fair? Is Mexico that... or Wembley? Uh, Wem- Wembley. Or Wembley. We just, should we just say it's in a neutral because neutral, something? Yeah. Like, well, we'll do the Metrodome scenario. Like the, the roof fell in. Yeah. They had to play at a different stadium. So middle of the season in an NFL stadium. I mean, it feels... It actually feels like the Rams are getting a little bit of disrespect. Aha! Uh-huh. Good I, point. If okay. if it if it were okay. if it weren't the Super Bowl, and you feel like being such a, I don't know if this is breaking news, but this will be one of the most heavily bet games of the year. <laughs> like just knowing that they're going to get the handle, you, you can't. Yeah. I mean, and you saw what they opened. There was openers yeah. that. They were pick them Rams minus one. Like it's just, they probably opened it where it should be, and the market reacted how it was going to. It's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. You're gonna give me a pick. I'm gonna snag that. I'm guilty of that. I snagged it because I'm just like this is this is the way it's gonna go. And if I want, I can buy out of this. And I I might honestly, I might just get rid of that ticket and play some props, which we didn't mention that at the beginning of the show. This is part one of two for Super Bowl. Handicap. We're gonna do mostly just breaking the game down, and then we'll do a we're gonna do a little prop fun here in the nice. next year or two. Too. A whole you, second episode. That, you know. A whole second episode <laughs> just for props. I can't wait to listen. Uh, because honestly, that I, I I will say too. Like I I honestly think there are a ton of really sharp betters that will be heavily invested in the game and have no money on the side total derivatives anything. It'll all be it'll all be just prop money. Okay. Well, we'll see if over the course of this podcast, I can talk you into holding on to your pets pets uh, ticket. Because uh, and and I think that in general, your position on this reflects a lot of the sharper betting public, which was early positions on pets at a relatively soft number. Um, and I think you can explain this pretty 
pretty uh, in a pretty straightforward way. Uh, there's virtually no way you can break this game down from an analytics standpoint that gives you anywhere close to Pat's two and a half points better than the Rams on a neutral field. Like I, I just I like if you're telling me your model has spit that out for you, then I'm I would like to know what your inputs were. Like how much magic Belichick juice input did you pour into that model? Because there there literally is you know no way you can really come up with that in my opinion. Um, that said, uh, how you know experience has to matter for something. Uh, you know clearly the fact that this is the whatever the ninth is this the ninth trip for Brady and Belichick to the Super Bowl uh, in you know in, in just a just a handful of years feels like just yesterday we saw them take down Kurt Warner and the Rams in uh, in New Orleans but here we are nine yeah, Super I think Bowls it, later I think it's eleven Super Bowls but you had a Tony Eason and a Drew Bledsoe so, yeah, oh it's right, be, right right for the Patriots it's be, yeah 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 that's yeah true. it's gotta be it's gotta be nine for Brady and Bill which is mind blowing mind staggering it's almost it's yeah. almost like the, the conversation. That's you know if you want to completely spin this like we you, when you don't fully understand and boy this is gonna bore people going to tennis but it's like the big four <laughs> the big four tennis argument like I read a blurb oh, about that point. we've talked about that great like, point. you great don't point. you don't fully understand what what this era of tennis is until you take a step back and realize the utter dominance by just a few men when there's literally over the past twenty years thousands of men that played professional tennis at at least a pro level. And yeah. I mean, it's the same kind of thing. It's just like the the utter dominance, especially when there were so many great teams over the last. And just think about some of the teams in the Brady era, and we said we weren't going to talk about the this legacy. year. Here we even go. this but year, even, even just here. And yeah. uh, I mean, if if we're doing a full redux here too, and we did touch on this once here in the last few weeks, but I seen a good uh, tweet about this too, and it was. Like how high were we on the NFC preseason? Both of us. Oh yeah. Oh like, yeah. Oh, the Extremely. Cowboys are coming Extremely. around. The Eagles are back. The Vikes got their quarterback. I was high on the Bears, obviously, along with a few other people I know. You uh, I mean you you had the Niners? Were people placing Super Bowl futures on the Niners? Which, granted, that was a an injury thing. But the, I mean, there was like nine, ten teams in the NFC that people were very rosy about. Oh, the oh, Packers, yeah. the Packers, Packers are me back. Vikings. I see yeah, people, pa- yeah. people make arguments for the Seahawks, which yeah, the, Seahawks, you know, yeah. Maybe, yeah, yeah, Falcons, yeah, all, all of them. Um, yes, I completely agree with all this. And actually, if you had told me preseason, I'll give you plus two and a half on the NFC in the Super Bowl at even money. Uh, I would have ah. said, huh, yeah, thanks. Don't, don't mind yeah. if I do. Don't mind if I do. And now I sit here and look at this. I'm like, eh, yeah, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks, though. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's wild how all this turns. And it's, it's really like it's impossible from uh, an analytic, in my opinion, it's impossible from an analytic standpoint to truly factor in the experience on behalf of the Patriots and what that means in terms of their likely performance, whether we see uh, fewer nerves, cooler heads, um, more, you know, kind of more clutch, quote unquote, clutch play, um, you know, in overtime is, is, you know, is Brady going to be able to complete every single third down conversion, a third and long again, you know, like, like, like that's it. It's some level that cannot be fluky. It cannot be an accident that, you know, Brady is that cool under pressure when it matters the most. And, you know, you have to ask yourself if you're, backing the Rams in this game, like, do you have, you know, some modicum of, you know, of, of edge in a close end of game scenario that the Rams are going to be able to get the stop 
that the Eagles got last year. And really, it came down to a specific strip sack of Brady at the end of that game that put the Patriots away. It was up until that, the live line on the Patriots in that game down a touchdown here or there, down a touchdown late in the fourth quarter, they were people were still expecting them to come back and get the win. Brady with the ball in his hands, 40 seconds left or something like that. People were still expecting them to drive the field and get the game-winning touchdown. And it wouldn't have surprised anyone because Tom Brady put on like the most spectacular single-game performance we've ever seen in the Super Bowl last year. And it's wild to me that Bill Belichick turned around after that game, said, oh, we got that performance and we still didn't win. I'm going to now double down on an offensive line, make that stronger. I'm going to go draft a running back, rookie running back in the first round. uh, And that is how we're going to completely revamp our whole entire offensive identity on the fly this year with an aging quarterback so that we don't get into this situation where we have no control over the game. And I think that's important on a lot of levels for this handicap. And I'll kind of make a case why, but do you think, uh, do you think that there is any chance that people are kind of looking at this game, looking at past Patriots Super Bowls and jumping to any false conclusions about how this game script will play out? just on the basis of how we've seen it in the past. I and mean, that... for sure. I think that's the whole reason for the, I mean, that's a huge reason for the move in the market. And if you look back at Super Bowls, I mean, they're, they're, does it feel like the, the upstart, the plucky upstart underdog is more of a outlier? I mean, granted yes. at one, at one point, the Patriots were that team. Let's, if you want to go back, I mean, which one was that? The was that the, the that yeah the Rams. The Rams sure. game was the one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they were. And they, granted, they didn't like blow them out, but it was a surprise that they were even in the game. I guess to some, but then I mean, let, let's just wipe away the Tampa Oakland one. That was a tainted Balco Super Bowl. But for the most part, <laughs> Patriots. Even even I think experience does matter. Not that. Uh, you know, I don't want to call the Giants. I mean, they had a lot of good pieces those years that they won. The Steelers over the Cardinals, they, they weren't uh, as – I mean, it's a lot of the same pieces they had back then. The Saints getting it done over Indy. Aaron Rodgers got his. The Giants did it again. Flacco – I mean, Flacco, you're just not going to have a, a postseason like that ever again. No one's ever going to play that perfect. Uh, Russell Wilson getting his – and the Patriots, Manning, Patriots, and then you had uh, last year. Like there, there's a ton of. It seemed like it was kind of established, experienced coaches, experienced quarterbacks. I'm I'm trying to find yeah more outliers. Like last year was was the outlier. That was that was odd. Even even with all the heat that that the Eagles were coming in with, just beating the ever living shit out of the Vikings team that was very good. Yeah, it's true. It's amazing how like they still didn't get any respect. Yeah, it's true. I, you know, not to I don't want to call it an outlier to take any way, anything away from what the Eagles team did last year, but it was an outlier as far as this theory. The experience matters. The better teams always going to get it done in these big spots because they've been here and they know how to game plan. But it, you still it, there's maybe not a good way to prove it out, but it's definitely in, in betters' minds. It's it's for sure in the mind of the market right now, and I think it does matter to a 
even if you can't quantify it, I think it does matter. Okay. Yeah, I agree it, with you. And it, and it, it might, and like we we're probably going to get to, it might manifest itself early. Okay. Well, speaking of early, let's get right to the beginning of this game. Uh, have you seen and heard enough now uh, how difficult it has been over the years for the Patriots to score in the first quarter of Super Bowls? Have you gotten enough of that? I haven't. <laughs> is that a stat I heard on? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That is uh, probably one of the most common and one of the most annoying narratives that's out there about the, how the it, Patriots are slow. It was the first time they got three points or something. Last year was the first time that they did not go scoreless in the first quarter, and they got yeah. a whopping three points. Um, let's 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 see here. Have they changed their offensive identity enough to where there is now value on the Patriots to be um, to have a faster start? I'll say faster. It doesn't have to be fast per se, but faster than zero or three points in the first quarter. Is there anything that we see about the way that they have changed their identity? where they are now using a much more ball control style offense out of the gate, you know, brilliant rushing um, scheme, uh, powerful offensive line, great run blocking offensive line, uh, that, which, oh, by the way, happens to match up pretty well against the Rams defense and what they, you know, their, their capabilities. Anything about, you know, the fact that they're more or less taking the ball out of Brady's hands early suggests that we may see a hotter start of, from the Patriots this year than years past. Yeah, they kind of – it's funny. In the year that everything is chuck it downfield, move fast, let's maybe uh, – what's his name? Chip Kelly was just a few years ahead of his time. Like The, the offensive game taking over and you know being pass-heavy, not a ball control, not running the ball repeatedly on first downs. The Patriots are making like – the 1990 Bill Walsh 49ers game plan kind of work and it looked good and it really worked last week or two weeks ago rather as far as like if you had if you had a, a Kansas City ticket you're like shit they don't they just don't have the ball they, yeah. if they go three yeah. and out I mean uh, what was it Mahomes had the ball for three plays in the first quarter I think it was or did something just absurd yeah, something like six plays in the first half. Yeah, he, really he had crazy. two, two. It was, yeah, it, was, it was crazy. He had like two, three and outs. It was, it was awful to watch if you had a Kansas City ticket, but you had to tip your hat. Like that's, they know they could. They probably know they could beat that defense quickly. Like, do do you think? Let's go back to two weeks ago. Then, do you think they they knew like we can probably score faster than this, but we're more than happy to score slowly. Yes, I do. Like, like that makes that makes just so much more. Which it, it's almost cocky because it's like, yeah, oh yeah, it, it's like saying I'm gonna beat my little brother with one hand tied behind my back, <laughs> like just just because it'll piss him yeah. off and he'll do worse. But it just keeping the ball out of that offense, out of the you know Mahomes and that offense. Yeah, the longer they could force, yeah, right, to, right, right, to take right, right. a Kansas City Chiefs uh, term, slowly matriculating down the field, keeping it out of Mahomes' hands, and then scoring. Yeah. Capitalizing yeah. on drives, that's I mean, that, yeah. it looked over I, and, until it, you can only keep an offense down like that for so long. Like that second half was pretty amazing by Kansas City to get back into it. They just didn't have a defense to finish the job. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that, that was a masterfully played first half. Uh, you got another really smart head coach, and he obviously watched that game. So I'm I'm really leery to think that 
you know, McVay will just let that sort of thing happen again. Maybe he'll be a little more aggressive on third downs and say, if you want to beat me on third down long, I'll get you give it a shot, but we're going to hit Brady this week. We're going to come off the edge. We're, we're not going to let him get quick ones off. We're going to bring, we're going to bring the house on third. We're going to disguise some blitzes. We're going to go after him and not be passive and let you just, you know, go on these 14 play scoring drives. It seems okay, so be, we're, we're going to get you punting off a third down sack, or you're going to beat us over the top. It is what it okay, is. Okay. I got, I, a bu- I, I got a bunch of thoughts on this and I think it's worth spending a little extra time here because I do think the entirety of the game does depend on this specific kind of plan a for the pets. And if you told me, you know, if, if I, you know, if you told me more likely the pats plan a is to, come out and do exactly what they did to the chiefs or more likely plan a is something that we have not seen from them whatsoever. Totally surprised wrinkles, short, medium, deep passing, mix it up. Lots of, you know, Brady, just Chuck, 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 go, go do what you did last year against Philly and carve these guys, and you know, on, on with the deep ball. Cause that's where they're the weakest, uh, you know, which, which would surprise you more out of the gate from the Pats? Nothing would surprise me. I don't know, man. Like, the, the, <laughs> okay. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I it, it's one of these. It's one of it's. It's like the, uh, it's the Princess Bride uh, poison scene. Like you know uh, that yes. you know you know that I know that you know. Yes. Like, does, does does Bill go three steps ahead and yes. just say, "Well, make faces." Well, they're not going to try that again because they know you know we've game planned for that. And we're gonna game plan for something else then, and then he just comes out with the same thing again, and it works. Yeah, so I, right. I think I think it's gonna come down to more of what McVeigh is planning on doing, and I've, I mean, what Mister Phillips does too on defense. I guess McVeigh is more the offensive guy, but he's is that coach. But what, what what their game plan is based on if they do X, Y, and Z, we're still going to be aggressive. We have to be aggressive on defense. I think okay. So let's see. Okay. Like, so, and, so whatever they come out with, I think, yeah. I think it's, it's more, I think the Rams game plan is more important than the Patriots game plan as far as okay. how that okay. goes. Okay. So let, let me, let me, let me then take this to a more nuanced level. Normal, same kind of question, more nuanced. Patriots plan a, exactly the same thing we did against the chiefs we get the ball first we are going to run it down your throat we're going to use draw plays on third and four and you have no hope of stopping us to take getting us off the field even if we get three yards on third and four we're going to go and do a quarterback sneak and get that get that fourth and one no problem we have confidence we're going to drive uh methodically and we are going to keep the ball away from your young quarterback and we are going to put pressure on your young quarterback by scoring touchdowns in the red zone uh and that is our plan a how do you stop that if you are Wade Phillips and the Rams, you have not been particularly good against the rush this year, especially outside of the middle, you know, of your, the strength of your front seven, Sue and, and, and Donald in the middle. And by the way, Donald, amazing, amazing player in passing down situations, just kind of okay in running situations. You know, how do you, how do you limit the Patriots if you are convinced that their plan A is going to be run the ball down your throat, stack the box? Give Tom Brady an opportunity to look at single coverage uh, with Gronk over the middle of the field. Give him give him the opportunity to hit Edelman for six and ten yards. Or, you know, whatever he feels like it. Give single, you know, man on man, you know, matchups against uh, some of his receivers and in situations where they can gash you. Like you know, like are you opening yourself up to a problem if you sell out to stop the Patriots running attack? Yeah, but what's you gonna do? I just let him have the run. 
Yeah. Pull the pull the bell I, check. I, I think I think I think you are right. I think you don't try to stop the run. You try to minimize the run. Like you you have to be a realist about it, knowing that. I mean, in McVeigh and Phillips, they know their weaknesses. They know their strengths on the defensive side of the ball. There, they're, they're not a perfect defense. They they had some great pieces. They have some great parts, but they're obviously, like you said, they're susceptible to certain things. And if they can just not let them rattle off those seven to twelve yard runs, like they're doing, and 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 the third down runs that were killing Kansas City, if they can if they can manage that, and then also. I mean, uh, this is ad nauseum all week too. The the pass rush versus Tom Brady. Tom Brady getting the ball out so fast. Obviously, the, you look at Kansas City. A big strength of theirs was the pass rush, and it was completely neutralized by Bill. You know, Tom got the ball out so quickly. So, and, and that was in Kansas City. Is worth noting was at home. Yeah. The okay, so this is. I think these so are. Good I points. think yeah. You 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 try to you can't neutralize the run. You minimize the run. You have to you have to do something with the pass rush. If your pass rush isn't getting there, you have to blitz and and dare Tom to make throws under pressure. And if he does, I think you're just shit out of luck. You're not playing the Oakland Raiders here. You're playing a very good team. You're not going to shut out the Patriots. You're going to get beat at times. You you have to you have to be aggressive. You have to try to force turnovers. You have to try to force long long third downs. You have to get some sacks. You have to get some tip balls. Like the, if the defense isn't aggressive, it's going to go a lot like the first half last week, and they're just going to – or the whole the whole game, honestly. like They'll just move down the field on you like that. Okay, so uh, okay, so do given all that, and you know, Wade Phillips is worth acknowledging. He has had success against Tom Brady in his life. There is no denying that. Right, you agree with that? Um, I would argue, though, that a lot of his success was with more talented defensive rosters, more more complete, uh, less holy uh, defensive rosters. Um, and I don't know if scheme is all you need to sty- stymie Brady, um, but it's worth noting if the Rams can play with a lead, does that completely tilt things in their advantage? If the, if you are forcing Brady now to have to make more plays in the past. How big game. is the lead going to be, though? I mean, I mean, they were the Patriots were down two last score. Two scores. You score. You score. You score first. You you score first, and you you keep uh, you you prevent you get a turnover, or you prevent a key third down conversion or key fourth down conversion, uh, and uh, and you get the ball back. Brady doesn't answer. And you go and you get a second score. You're up two scores now, and in, in late in the first quarter, uh, you know. Well, I don't into think half-time. anything changes for Tom and Bill at that point. Like, Nothing. if if you're talking third, late third quarter, early fourth quarter, maybe. But early on, I don't think they panic. They they've been here. It's the experience thing you talked about. Like, why would you panic and change what you're doing at that point? You know, you still have an upper hand in that in your offensive scheme. You just had maybe a couple of drops, bad luck, or I, I don't know how. You know, it's in this hypothetical. I don't know how bad they look. Okay, so they're I, I would so, I wouldn't so. I wouldn't I wouldn't change a thing. I would still just go at them the same way, and and it, it's not going to fail every time. They they've they've really kind of perfected this ugly throwback West coast offense. Like I'd stick with it 
and if things start to get out of hand, then then you're gonna have to panic. But I mean, even even if you're down 10, 14 points, you're you're still one of the best teams in the league. You can't you can't go throwing a game plan out the window that quickly in the first half. Okay. You know, if if it's and if it's if it's one score, even if it's one score in the fourth quarter, I'm not throwing it out. If it's two scores late, obviously you need to you need to pick things up a little, go into a hurry up and change things. Maybe throw the ball a little more often, game plan a little more towards the sidelines. But yeah, early on, I don't know if you change anything. Okay, okay. If um, if the only thing available against the Rams is a deep passing attack, like everything else is shut off. Everybody else is playing their absolute best game. They are stoning the run. They are they are disrupting the short passing attack. They're got guys in the flat. There's no good, you know. There's no good reads for Brady except thirty yard passes downfield, uh, and the Pats are down. Does that now open up opportunities for the Rams to get after it with the pass rush and and put this game away, uh, or do you think Brady, even down late, uh, is still alive? I mean, boy, I'm really sucking Tom's dick here, but like, <laughs> it just you've seen it too many times. Not just in Super Bowls and games. Like, clutch isn't you know, clutch isn't a real thing. It's you can't measure things, but confidence, being good, and being confident. I mean, having those two things in a scenario like that, it just kind of lends itself to success. I. I I think you're right as far as the pass rush. You you get into some scenarios like that. You can open things up a little more. You, you if you're down, it's funny. Like teams gamble more when they're down. But you know if if it's a tight game or you're down by three, you don't want to be gambling on defense. But if you're up, let's say you're up 10, 11, 14 points, so it, it does feel like that. Like you you should gamble a little more with some with some. Uh, some exotic blitzes, bring the house, bring a safety down, do something fun like that, and and really cement the game. Get a turnover, get a stop, and, and put it away as a three score game. So I yeah. mean, if pa- Patriots get down 20, 21, 25 points, even what do they do? Come back? <laughs> we needed trigger. There needed to be trigger warnings for so many people in this. Uh, Apologies, yeah. Saints fans, Falcon fans, Chiefs fans, everyone. Everyone, Eagles fans, Vikings fans. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of gambling, uh, Sean McVay uh, has taken some heat this week, and he has taken some heat, uh, des- deservedly so. He was not particularly aggressive on fourth down calls this year. He did not make plus EV decisions on fourth and goal a number of times that I was watching games live. Uh, is there <laughs> more of an expectation for? Um, it is what it is with him and he's going to keep making gut calls instead of making the correct call. Or do you think that just this being in the atmosphere, being asked a bunch of questions about it at media day, no, knowing that, you know, that there, the, you know, the spotlight is on him. Does that change how aggressive he comes into this game in any way, shape or form? Mm-hmm. Basically is Sean McVay going to yeah. keep being a pussy? I don't, I don't know if he does. Is he gonna let the media affect him? Because he's caught some flack. Obviously, people he's been asked plenty of times about it. Like, uh, <clears throat> I don't, I don't know enough about the guy. He's only been in the league a few. I mean, what what are your opinions on like? Does he let the media affect his game calling decisions? 
I mean, well, he, I he think, seems like he's been aggressive in the past. And he, no, I don't. I you, see, you, you I, think, see, what, I don't. Do think, I, don't what, I mean, let's okay, go back okay, to that yes, point. Let's go back I, to yes, that point. Yeah, what okay. What do you think was the actual, besides whatever bullshit he said, what do you think his actual reasoning was for kicking that 24 fucking yard field goal, which was embarrassing? Why do you think he did it? I want to know what you think on that because I – it, it felt like this this spot was too big for him. He was thinking about last year's playoffs, and he just froze and pushed out. So to give me the points. I, I need the points. Give me the points. Um, Grant, it worked out. Whatever they won, but still, yeah, like, it, it I, was the wrong call. A hundred percent time of the time, that's the wrong call. I think he thought he needed the points. I think he thought I need. These I think. Points. I think I in his heart, yeah. afford. I think he thought um, I cannot afford to have zero. The yeah, exactly. Zero here. He, he zero here. Yeah, zero here. I'm done. Three. I'm. We're still in this game. I think that he was kind of so scared of the yeah. negative ramifications. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. it's he, the exact. Yes. I mean, it's it's how this it's how this sort of cognitive bias works. Yes. It's yes. The, the loss aversion yes. or whatever you want to call it. Like right. he got scared, and I feel like maybe he's the kind of guy who'd learn from that. He knows, and I'm sure they have had plenty of meetings behind closed doors, and that has come up and said like. We won the game, but that was the wrong call. Like, we yeah, should. no, you. Okay, I think he, nailed, know, he, knows, nailed, he okay. knows it's wrong. He knows it, right? No, not, and I think you nailed it. It's not about the media affecting him and like daring him to be more, more courageous. That's not the that's not the angle I'm going after here. It's literally just being made aware of it via a bunch of questions has forced some self reflection on this and has forced some self evaluation, and he now is kind of eyes open, like, wow. I can't be using my gut in these situations. I have to have a different approach. I need somebody in my ear who I can trust to give me a reasonable percentages here so I can make a decision. I can't do that again. Right? Like does does that do, do the does the the experience here have a positive, you know, a positive result downstream where he is making more E plus E V decisions because of the self reflection of the of this of what happened? I mean, for Rams fans and betters, hopefully, and just as far as he goes, like, yeah, hopefully that's that's kind of the <clears throat> the end outcome of that just horrific play call, which don't, you know, it, it's just like betting. You can make a really shitty bet and win, and you know, like, oh, man, I shouldn't have made that bet. I got yes. away with one anyway. I got my money, or I took an ugly push or something. Uh, it, I, think, I think he's the same way. He's a smart enough guy where he knows, like, just because we won that game, I shouldn't be a results-based person. And real, I, I do realize, like, in the moment, that was not the right call. And hopefully that does lend itself to him being more aggressive going forward, especially this week. So he's going to have to be aggressive. They're they're in a tough spot. They're they up, against, up against the dynasty. They are. They are. Okay. Interesting. Um, last Rams question for you. Um we have seen a propensity for Jared Goff to play with nerves early in these big games late in the season. Uh, I personally subscribe to the numbers that have been thrown around about Goff without Cooper Cup uh, are telling you the wrong story. It has nothing to do with without Cooper Cup, in my opinion. And it has everything to do with a lot of those games and a lot of when those statistics were compiled happened when the offensive line was banged up, particularly in the interior and that he didn't have a ton of time. He had got a lot of happy feet 
and just in general down the stretch and in the playoffs for good stretches of the first halves of these games, we've seen a kid who played nervous, right? We've seen a kid who was nervous and, and you add a little bit of pressure, you know, in terms of a pass rush with a, you know, fresh pass rushing legs coming at you. Uh, the moment's bigger than any moment you've ever had in your life to this point. And yeah, he gets a little choky early on. And then as soon as he can establish some rhythm, as soon as he can find some, some comfort, as soon as they can establish a pocket for him and he realizes that he's making the correct reads and they're giving him plays where guys are getting scrubbed open and he's, you know, the, the look he's expecting is right there for him. He's making the play. Um, can we rely in any way, shape or form on that continuing in this game where we see a rusty, shaky, nervous, happy feet, Jared Goff, throughout the first quarter or first half of this game? I think something we kind of missed on here too, and it's a level playing field because obviously they played the championship games on the same day, but having two weeks to prep, don't you think that'll have a positive effect on everything you just said? As far as just, just getting him prepped for that, getting him ready. It, I know it's tough when you get in there and it's game speed and you're actually playing it, but getting two weeks, getting a all that time to get him fully ready mentally being prepared mentally and just this uh, going in with a, a game plan you're confident in, like there's something to be said. And I get even just back to like high school sports for me, like knowing you had a game plan that was successful in your head, that gives you so much more confidence when you're, when you're out there competing. Okay. And so I, what is that? But, but, and but I think having the that's extra conditional. Prep, yeah. I, I think having him, Having him mentally prepped, because the happy feet, he, he's got the physical attributes. He's got the skills. That's mental, like the happy feet and all that. Like Having him mentally prepared is what's going to keep him from acting like a damn fool in the first half, hopefully. Even though they – and, and the, the hole in that theory is the Cowboys' first half, obviously. But hmm. Okay. That so what – has to be your that has to be a big part of your offensive game plan. You have pieces, you know what you need to do. You have a bunch of weapons, but like looking at what went wrong, and it was Goff. What's gone wrong in the past two weeks of the playoffs for them? Like Goff not playing well in the first in the first halves. Like, yeah, everything. Well, Gurley, Gurley also, Gurley also did not play well in the in the first half of the season. You could put you in that backfield and get a couple hundred yards. Yeah, well, that's yeah. And speaking of, um, okay, so uh, but so I don't know. Is, that, that's right, what right. I would do if I'm yeah. McVeigh. I'm concentrating so hard on having Goff mentally prepared, ready, confident, and not not making just mental errors like that, and looking like a looking like a rookie. You're not worried at all that the first time going like through going through the rigors of media demands, Super Bowl week, going through the rigors of um, you know first time ever in this spotlight. Um, you don't think in any way, shape, or form that imp- impacts his uh, ability to prepare? No, that ain't going to help. Uh, but that's 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 the challenge. Okay. So, I mean, that's so, yeah, the go, challenge go. that McVay has. He has yeah, – it, right. it's, even, it's even tougher. Like I said, you know, they had two weeks to get prepared for the Cowboys. They didn't do it properly. Hopefully McVay learns from, like, whatever they did to prep him, it didn't fucking work. He looked like hot garbage at times against the Cowboys. It's not like that game ever was really out of hand. They, they felt like they had it the whole time. I did at least, but it, it, it should have been taken care of long before that. And this isn't the Cowboys. And obviously this isn't the divisional playoff round either. You right. have to. 
have to be much, much more prepared. You have to be ready, and you have all the media week bullshit. Like, you just, it's a circus. So, right. yeah, it's 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 on McVeigh and it's on Goff to get their heads right because, yeah, and if I'm wrong, if, if and maybe not even if I'm wrong, if if it's not possible, it might not be something that can be done. Goff might not have the mental fortitude, fortitude to get himself right for a game like this, get it at, maybe at this point in his career, and I think he might look like shit in the first half if that's the case, and that's going to okay. be a big problem for Rams betters. Okay, so so just nothing in a hurry, <laughs> dude. If it's fourteen nothing at halftime, I will be a very happy camper um, because my look on this one is for sure is Patriots first half. I think the Patriots uh, are going to be able to replicate the success, the success they had in this first half against the Chiefs with ball control type offense, and I think that uh, the it's more likely than not that it takes at least a half to a quarter and change before golf starts to settle into his kind of his mind being in the game. Uh, and I think you're going to see the Patriots take, take a lead into the halftime. So I, I, you know, I think a lot of the Patriots futility in first quarter, Super Bowl first quarters past uh, was because they had a very aggressive pass first approach uh, and they were going up against schemes that were new to them. And Tom Brady was not completing passes at his normal, uh, you know, his normal percentage because it was, oh, this is a new look I haven't seen. And it takes him, you know, a quarter, quarter plus before he starts to find the throws he wants and starts reading the, the coverages and getting through his progression to the, the pass that needs to be made. Uh, and if you're not putting that weight on Tom Brady in the first half of this game, if you're leaning on the run, I think a faster start is more likely. All that said, um, Rams game plan on offense. How do you attack this Patriots defense? Heavy dose of Gurley? You're not going to get much with Cooks. Cooks getting covered up by Stephon Gilmore is a bad matchup for them. Uh, you know, you, are you trying to make make something out of your tight end position? You know, what what is the what is the recipe for success? What can you take out of what we've seen from the Patriots in the playoffs, in the games where they have you know they have been um, you know vulnerable? Uh, that lends itself to, to you thinking that the Rams can find success on offense. What's their game plan? That is a hell of a question. What I mean, take a take away the fact that Mahomes is very good and they had some great weapons. I mean, what do you think outside of the the skill that they showed in that offense? I mean, what really worked? It seems like maybe it, we're back at where the Patriots were last year as far as, like, speed is still going to kill them. Speed across the middle, speed out of the backfield. The it, it can't be slow-developing bullshit plays or some of the some of the runs that they tried last week, two weeks ago. I'm going to say last week, the whole pot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it needs to be... It needs to be not what they did, yeah, in the first half last week. It can't be... It can't be the however they were trying to use like the I don't even know how to describe how they were using Gurley. It just wasn't. It it, it wasn't. It ain't it, Chief. I I, okay, I'm, so, I guess I'm trying to think like what what would be your tight end plan? Like you're, I I think that doesn't. Got it. Doesn't, I think you. I, think you I have mean got that's that's a weakness. That yeah, that, yeah, that's a weakness, and you you can try to exploit it. I'm just trying to think if if I've ever seen like. A heavy tight end game. And granted, it's not to say they can't uh, game plan that way, but yeah, you go heavy tight end. The Patriots will probably have problems with that. Some yep. passing out of the backfield. Uh, yep. I mean, they, they have a great offensive line. If you, if you can, 
if you can run away from some of their strengths on their run, yeah, you need to you get can, your speed. You need to get your speed in space. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is your best. Be, that's your best. It has to be speed. It's just like last week with so it's 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 like what the Chiefs did, but with lesser parts. Right. Like right. you need to be the Chiefs, but you don't have all the weapons they have. You need to be yeah. fast. You need to be using the tight end. You need to be using the backs out of the backfield in plays where they're not, you know, looking for that. Okay. It, it so has, it it has to be a ton of that because, like you said, Cooks is going to get. That'd be step one for me. Is as uh, whoever Matt Patricia's replacement is. I can't even think of the guy. Yeah, Brian Flores. Brian Flores. There we go. Um, that, it, take away Cooks. Try to take away some of the, you know, just the the zone blocking with it. Like I don't know if you. It's like we said with the Patriots running game. You can't take away what the Rams do with their blocking. Their run. Can you let? It's can just, you let them have it? I think I think that might be the ticket. It's the same thing. Like you, you try to contain it. You don't let them. You don't let them knock off big runs. You just you let them have some small runs. Hopefully, you get one for a loss and then get them into a third and long situation. Yeah, that's come after them. These are tough. Like these are tough questions when you're you're game planning for really good teams against each other. Yeah, but yeah. That, right. I think yeah, you, you kind of let them have some of the run because you're not going to be able to take that away. So you it's give them light. You're, you give can't them, you, you can't stone cold that yeah. run. The, the give blocking them, is too good up front. Give them light box looks. Let give give Goff a bunch of light box looks with one guy with the, uh, in their eleven formation. They're in their eleven formation. They got one running back back there. Give them the light box looks. Let them. Make them make the call to switch out of the pass plays into the running plays. Keep Goff from ever developing a rhythm. If you're a Patriots defense, this is how you kind of give you know give them the opportunity to to you know keep themselves out from making the big play. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of the ticket, boy. It sounds like like nobody's going to stop anybody. Should we just bet this over? I got. I'm on it, man. I love second the over. half over. <laughs> second half especially. Give me all the over second half in this game for sure um okay well a last key question and then let's get into some of the voicemails we got from some of our good friends we, um, we didn't even preface that you gave away the good surprise oh fuck i blew it i'm gonna edit that out um actually and actually i have two two more questions for you we've talked a lot about how pat's chiefs seems like a pretty good analog for how the patriots were game plan for this I mean, Chiefs and Rams, very, very comparable opponents. You don't have to go all that far or watch, you know, eat that much tape uh, to kind of nod and say, yeah, Chiefs and Pats, you know, relatively uh, similar strengths. Uh, difference in this game, obviously, it's on a neutral field. It's not in the arrowhead. Um, all that said, is there a Rams game on their schedule where you look and you say, okay, yeah, no, this is a comparable team to the Pats. This is how they handled themselves. Or if you look across their common opponents, because we saw both teams played uh, all four NFC North opponents this year. So those are four common opponents, plus both teams played the Chiefs and the Chargers. Anything out of these matchups that you can draw, glean, point to, that suggests an edge either way on the side for the full game in this one? No. We kind of went through this. Like you went through some examples, and I mean there are, but everyone they have their caveats too. Like you brought up the the Seahawks game, and I just yeah. that there's just such an X factor in Russ. Like you don't right. have that. It's just not not the style of quarterback you have. 
Well, Tom Brady's making <sighs> those same miraculous nonsense throws. Yeah, he's just – it's not the same kind of magic. He doesn't have that kind of movement. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw him go out for a pass last Super Bowl. It was rough. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, the Rams – Rams-Saints first game makes me – even though, like, the, the Patriots didn't play the Saints, did they? Yeah, they did in 2017. Never mind. In 2017. Um, yeah. I'm looking too far back in the schedules here. Oh, it's, so it's, it's tough to make a comparison against just those six games. Because you know, game plans change based on what you do versus a common opponent. It's not the same thing. But I, I, I want to, I want to say like the Rams versus the Saints earlier in the season. When was that? Like late November, week thirteen, fourteen, somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe even okay. a little earlier than that. That one, that one kind of felt like that. As far as forty to thirty was, or whatever it was, forty-five, thirty-five. Is that the final? I look. I think I'm looking at the wrong one again here. I anyway, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, like, I'm, yeah. I mean, if I if you look across common opponents, uh, the Rams struggled to beat the Packers. The next week, the Patriots thumped the Pack. Um, the uh, the Rams got utterly manhandled by the Bears in Soldier Field. The Patriots went up to Soldier Field and they they beat them. They beat them handily thanks to special teams. Um, similarly, Rams had a, a tough back and forth on Thursday night football against the Vikings Patriots hosted the Vikings on Sunday night football and made them look like children. Yeah. Maybe uh, the, char- maybe the chargers game chargers. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, you have veteran both going against a veteran quarterback for the Rams. See, it's funny because you're playing each other. It's not the same scenario for one, because you can say, yeah, the Rams, they played a, a good offense, you know, with a smart scheme and some weapons and a veteran quarterback, but, uh, you know, at the same time, you, it, you've got your Goff and they've got their Brady. It's it's completely different when you're playing with each other. But you know, if if the Rams can put together a game like that, because I still contend, no matter how badly that game went in Foxborough, the Chargers were a very good team this year, and that was a great win. The the Rams win early on in the season against the Chargers. Like I, I felt like that was a game that would be in doubt, and it it really wasn't. Like the, the way the if the Rams can play anywhere near how they played in some of those early games, and even the Vikings game, you can say tough blow for blow, but I watched that one. Uh, there was never a moment where I thought the Vikings would get inside the number or win that game. I think it took a push if you had a seven. I want to say that that was a seven for some. Yes, point. it was. But uh, yeah, that that was a garbage. I mean, it wasn't like a, oh now we're within a touchdown. Uh, we've we've got a game. It was yeah. It was they were always touchdown. at arms length. They were yeah, always it at was arms always length. at arms length. Like those were games, and that's back when we thought Minnesota was a good team too. But that was that was a game like like that was a stretch there. And even if you want to count the Cardinals game, which we shouldn't, but they beat the piss out of them. They could have put, <laughs> they, they could have put sixty. You know, and the week before that, they beat the piss out of the Raiders. You take two yeah, of the worst right. teams in the league, you beat them, beat them by a combined sixty points. You could have can beat them by a bind, beat them by a combined hundred, and then you beat the Chargers and the Vikings. Like that, that's a tough stretch to yeah, okay. have that sort of success. Okay. And like, the, and then they just they didn't look like that later in the year. If if they can get back to just playing, com- those were complete football games. Like yeah, that, that, right. I guess that's what you're. That's where I was going with those four games. Like they played complete games, and they they didn't do a lot of that in those other games. Like the Saints game where they lost, they looked like shit against the Packers at points. Uh, yeah. the, obviously the Seahawks game that was way closer than it should have been. So you're telling me the Rams are paper tigers? 
I don't know. Because, <laughs> they can be up on a bad team. Yeah. And and they, then, well, then just, by, they can squeak by a good team if they're lucky. Well, and then they can help go, by the refs. Go to the Chiefs game. They put 54 up on the Chiefs. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay. Um, all right. That, 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 that's fair. Okay. Final, final question. This is the one that I think is probably the most relevant to all our handicapping friends. Um, because I'm with you. We, I think, and, and let's, let's, let's talk about where we agree. We agree on the total. Likely to see a first half under, but maybe the price is a little too low, so stay away. Yeah, uh, I, don't, like, I don't love like the a, price. I, I think yeah. I think it is. I'm going to look more into the team totals and kind of make some decisions. But I lean first half under. Yeah, and same as you. I think we're in heavy agreement. First half under, second half over. I've already. Yeah. I, I don't want to give away a prop bet. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Oh yeah, we'll do some props tomorrow, so don't give it away. But uh, full game total, you think is pretty tight, or do you think there's an edge on the over or under? I like it right where it's at. Okay. I, I don't okay. feel a strong edge on it. Like, okay. and, and it's like what I said earlier. Like, I think there is a ton of people that people that I agree with, people that I think are good at betting NFL that don't really want to get involved with the cider total here. And they're, they're just looking, they're combing through their books, looking for edges on props. Okay. I, um, I think that's where you can, you can make some money. It, it's, it just goes to, the same thing we'll say during the season as far as uh, Sunday night, Monday night, Thursday night. You don't have to bet it just because it's on. That's a good point. But you kind of do. It's the <laughs> So you need you need to get some props in. Yeah, just bet the Patriots first half and roll that money into the second half over and enjoy the game. Uh, that's my that's the way my approach is here. Um, okay, so last but, – but obviously, like, we're not advocating, hey, back this position. This is not financial advice by any stretch of the imagination. And there's probably a lot of you listening who feel pretty strongly that the Rams have a are live dogs to win this outright. There are a lot of sharp handicappers, some of who we will hear from later on this pod, who feel strongly that the Rams are the right side in this game. And if you look at the way that the betting has broken down, clearly there is a split here between, uh, you know, Joe Public, who seems to be, you know, heavy duty invested into the Patriots versus uh, presumably some sharper money that's balancing this out on the other side on the Rams. All of that said, um, does it make sense betting the Rams right now at plus two and a half? And I preface this question with, if you are going to be by your phone, by your computer, looking to make live wagers or halftime wagers in this game, won't there be a better number than plus two and a half. And I, I almost answered this pre-pod when we were kind of talking about some of these questions. I think I think there will be, and I don't love, even though there have been Super Bowls and games that land, but I think if, if you want the Rams, take the money line. If you want the Rams and some points, maybe wait. I think you can probably get, I mean, worst case, I think you're getting like a five, five and a half or something. Well, what what if the if the Patriots win the toss? The Rams have not gone three and out. The Rams are getting the ball in the second half. Patriots take the ball. They score. It's not terribly easy, but they get it done. I mean, what is it? It doesn't move to seven and a half. You're not getting a huge number. It's I feel like five, if the five and a half, six and a half. I feel like it doesn't matter when in game you're talking about. If the Patriots have a lead, you're going to be on the other side of three with the Rams. Oh yeah, no four four and a half, five and a half. I think. Maybe even I don't think it's a six and a half. I think it's a, a four and a half, five and a half, somewhere in there. If the Patriots are up seven nothing, and the you know and the Rams have not had the ball yet, so I think I mean just right off the bat you could have a better number. But yeah, there's a ton of spots where the Patriots with the lead, you're going to be on the other side of three. 
And it, it's a risk. Maybe, you know, you like the Rams, and the, I mean, there's a chance that the Rams never never relinquish a lead. I mean, it's not a non-zero <laughs> chance, but I don't feel like it's as – I don't feel like it's likely you won't see a spot where there's a better number than three, two and a half rather, at least a three. Okay. For, so, for if you, so, so, so if you right. don't, think, so if you, you yeah, can, so if you, you don't have it in you, so if you don't have it in you to back the Rams at plus one seventeen or plus one twenty or whatever number you got at your shop for the Rams money line, if you want points, better off waiting. At some point, the Patriots will have a lead in this game. The, you know, the likelihood that the Rams go wire to wire is pretty damn slim. Even if they do, the chances that the Patriots somehow kick a field goal and win by three as time expires or in overtime is non-zero. So you're still kind of screwed. Um, so yeah, no, I think I, it, to me, it makes a ton of sense to, uh, if you like the Rams and if you want points to, you know, at least save part of your stake and look for some live, uh, live way to get involved in it at a better number than plus two and a half. Cause plus two and a half is such a shit number. And yeah, it's such for, a shit no, number. that's where I, I wouldn't, I've never, I don't think I've ever bet a two and a half. You take in my life. I, yeah. It's yeah, been, it's, you, you it's know, been there, a long, it's been a long time. I have. Well, I've been well, that guy. I, I, I have for have. sure. I've been that guy that sold out to three for minus one thirty-five or whatever they're asking. Do you remember? For. The, like for sure. We'll, we'll but never I forget but it's this been a game. long time. We'll never forget the game because it was so wild and it was fun with the alt totals. But the Rams 49ers Thursday night game. Yeah. From yeah. two it was two years ago, I believe. Or was it yeah. it was not this year, it was last no, it was, year yeah, on Thursday last, night football it was last week three. Year. And I had it was a two and a half. We had this conversation. I said, "You don't bet the plus two and a half at long term. It's a losing strategy. You take the money line." I took the money line. Obviously, you you were on the other side of the game. You took the two and a half, minus two and a half, and we joked around. <laughs> I think we even may have said it on the pod. I said, "You know, there's a scenario. Oh, there's two numbers here where we both lose, even though we gone head to head, and it landed on it too. We both it lost did. the bet. It was hilarious. Which, granted, we had we made money off." some all totals that day which was fun but it, it did kind of piss us off that we we managed to pick opposite and both lose oh sure so, there's, I mean, anecdotal, these happen, there's but, anecdotal but the, examples also uh, for sure for we, sure. we should do we should do a, a video or a pod or some article on like push push probabilities okay that, that's what's yeah. behind this the push probabilities are so low yeah on one yeah. and two you, you want to take the money line so how about how about I, if i, I flip think, the question flip the question on you uh are you gonna see Patriots at about a pick them during this game at any point, or are they always going to be a juicy in play minus some points? And that's tough because now, now you're just asking me to completely prognosticate. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, it's just like, no, it's but, tough, but, but I will, let's compare the two. I think it's much, 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 much more likely. Let's say you want, you're going to get, that you're going to get, I mean, let's just say you're, you're, it's much, much more likely that you're going to get a Rams plus. I, I think, it's more likely you'll see Rams plus seven and a half on the other side of the seven. Then uh, you'll see, oh, you then see, you'll, you then you'll even then you'll see a Patriots pick them. You jumped. You jumped my okay. Okay, I completely agree with that. And you jumped my question. Damn it! I, you read my mind. We didn't even prep for this. Uh, okay, what I was going to ask you is: Does it make sense to split a stake here and take an alternate spread with the Patriots at minus six and a half, recognizing that at any point in the game? They may have a two-score lead, and this mm-hmm. may look over, and you can get Rams plus seven and a half live and set up a juicy middle because minus six and a half for the Pats right now is plus one eighty. there's there are games that land on seven. There are plenty of games that land on seven. I believe it's the second most common. 
<laughs> I think you're right. Um, yeah, it's right, I think it's right there right. with four. Um, yeah, yeah, that's not a bad look. And I, also, too, if if any of these strategies don't work, and we're just way off base, <laughs> wrong, feel free to write us a strongly worded DM, which we will ignore. I yes, I ignored a lot of Patriots hate in the wake of uh, the Chiefs losing the AFC title game. So. Feel feel free to continue to pile on if this doesn't work out. Um, okay, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in this one. I kind of I like the Patriots first half a lot personally, and it's Patriots is minus a half is the line. I'm selling to minus two and a half, and I'm not thinking about it for the first half. Um, that's plus one fifteen. Uh, I like that a whole lot better than laying plus the minus one ten and just saying yeah they're going to be up a score. Um, you know, the, the combination that you need to get to is so special to get to a one point or a two point win in a half of football, uh, that I'm not at all worried about selling out to minus two and a half. Um, any, any hesitance there? Do you think I'm not getting enough value going from minus minus one ten to plus one fifteen for those two and a half points or for those two points, I guess. It just reminds me of the Alabama first half team. Oh, oh, yes. I just, yeah. I outfoxed myself. I said, why would I take 14 and a half over 14 and a half at a big juicy number when I can get 16? Like what yeah. the odds of landing 16 on 15? And a half, are, right? was it, was, 16 it was 16. And it was 16 even. I thought they, and, I thought they landed no, on 16, didn't they? It did. No, I pushed. Oh, you pushed. Oh, I, I pushed. thought you lost. Was, of which okay. Also, that was all okay. the points they scored in the game, I think. That was, yeah, that's but yeah that was, it was funny. Cause <laughs> I, I said a 15 is like a non-existent thing. That's just yeah. not happening. No way. And then, and then a 16 is a missed extra point with two touchdowns and a field goal, which was exactly what happened. So I get I get leery about, like, what are the odds that this happened? But, no, in, in the long run, like, that's an outlier. Those what are, are the that odds that Greg the Leg yeah. Zerline is going to miss an extra point, and that's going to be the deciding factor in the first you half? You can bet on that that's like a five to one prop <laughs> oh, i, I so, sat and looked through props get a little day. insurance get a little insurance like in blackjack huh um, <laughs> you can because you can even hit that in the second half it's probably a game bet not a first half oh bet, right? for sure that's a game oh yeah bet. there you go man you can yeah you get you get your get your uh get your get your rocks there um okay all right should we get to let's, the guests we have yeah, some guests let's, let's set this not up one, a little bit here not let's two set. not three I don't even know how many. Actually. Not four, not five, not six, not seven, but we have like, uh, okay. So set this up a little bit better. The deep dive season two, the 2018 NFL season, we had, I think 17 or 18 guests in total over the course of the season. They were all spectacular. We are friends with all of them and they, um, they have provided not only great content for us on the podcast over the weeks, uh, but just great Twitter follows in general. So be sure to track these guys down. Uh, we have reached out to them and said, hey, you know, do us a solid, get involved. We want your voice on the podcast. Only way we can figure out to do this, and I say we, Andy, this was your brilliant conception. Do you want to describe this in a little more detail? Well, we just, we set up a, a phone, we set up a hotline, deep dive hotline. And we wanted, uh, you know, any of these people not to call us. And I to, to preface this also, I have not listened to any of these. Uh, Whale took the took the time to set up the hotline and take the voicemails. But we have a bunch of voicemails from guests from the 2018 NFL season with their predictions. I don't even know what they predicted. If it was just the game, the side, props, who knows what. So we're, yeah, we have like 10 more guests. Yeah, that's that. right, we're man. Just, we're just gonna let you listen to those. So, yeah, not not only do you get our breakdowns for this past oh, hour or so, you're gonna get the shortened breakdowns via voicemails of 
I don't know what, how many is it a dozen I think like yeah a dozen of the of the Twitter spaces finest NFL handicappers have yeah, called it. So yeah. this is these are just bonus bonus little nuggets for you yep. as we head into the Super Bowl. The deep dive hotline bling uh it should be <laughs> it should be quite enjoyable. Um you know and uh yeah man. Uh let's 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 kick it off. Enjoy. Hello and thank you for calling the Deep Dive voicemail. Please leave your Super Bowl prediction at the tone. Alex Bartlett. Hi everybody, it's Alex Bartlett here. Uh, Andy and Whale were kind enough to ask me on to have a uh, Super Bowl prediction. So here it goes. Uh, I am predicting Patriots 27, Rams 26. I think we are going to see a vintage Tom Brady two-minute offense, and they're going to drive down and kick the game-winning field goal as time expires. Um, if you guys are looking for a solid wager, I believe I tweeted this out a while ago. Uh, my buy price for this game would be Rams plus three. Anything less than that, I'm, I'm not taking. I'm sitting out and watching the game and hopefully enjoying it so uh thanks for having me on guys uh looking forward to hearing the pod have a good game berry horse calling from a walkie talkie somewhere in the caribbean probably andy whale and deep dive listeners thank you so much for putting up with me for your time this year i uh has very famously been against the city of Boston this year more than once, and it's not been enough. So my favorite angle in the Super Bowl this Sunday is a 14 parlay of Jared Goff to win MVP at plus 225, the Washington Capitals money line plus 110 against the Bruins on Sunday, the Toronto Raptors plus 175 to win the NBA Eastern Conference, and the Houston Astros plus 700 to win the 2019 World Series. That pays 149 to 1. 100 bucks wins $14,950. <laughs> um, in all actuality, my favorite handicapping angle is probably no score in the first seven minutes and 30 seconds. That's at plus 190 odds. I think two weeks for Belichick to prepare for golf could at least initially slow down that offense and everyone's going to shove down our throats how slowly New England has started the Super Bowl historically. So I like that. And then from a modeling or statistics perspective, I actually do have quite a bit of significant value on the Rams in this game. And I think the Goff plus 225 MVP odds are a bit skewed and overrating Gurley's potential for winning. I, I just think the injury's too much right now. And um, unless Donald has four plus sacks or, or Woods or Cooks has three plus touchdowns, I really think it's Goff's. Um, MVP being congruent to Rams money line. So you gain quite an increase in value there. Um, have fun with those. Best of luck. Enjoy the game. Thanks again. LL Cool J. Oops, I mean Alex Colo G. What's going on, well, Alex Colo J from the score. Look, I see the Super Bowl playing out one way and one way only. Rams route. Hashtag fade the public. 69-12 Rams. Brady comes back. Tries to tries to complete the dynasty he comes back loses to jimmy garoppolo in the 49ers let's go the big man on campus hey guys big man on campus here always uh love talking to you guys hopefully your show goes great 
want to throw out a prop. I'm a big man on campus prop guy. I don't bet a lot of the game. Like the props. I think we got a good one here, and I'm going to give you a plus money dog. Pop culture is what I know. I know it well. I know who John Bon Jovi is and what he means to the Patriots and then what he means to Robert Kraft. I think it's guaranteed he's at this game and he's sitting up with his boy Bob Kraft. They're said to be very good friends. Maybe a lucky charm a bit. They play his music at the games. According to Kraft, he's a big Bon Jovi fan. I'd imagine he'll be there after they got to the Super Bowl last week. Plus 160 to see John Bon Jovi shown it only once. We just need to see him once during the broadcast until the final whistle. Plus 160 that we see John Bon Jovi on TV. You can find that on five times. That number 555. Big Metal Campus here with a prop. John Bon Jovi shown once at least during the broadcast. You guys have a great day. Always love your shows. We'll talk to you after football. The Simple Handicaps, Adam Chernoff. Whale and Andy, Adam Chernoff here. Thanks for having me dial in. I don't know who that woman is recording the opening tone, but I'm impressed that you got her not only to do the lead into your show, but also your personal voicemail. I didn't even know podcasts could have a voicemail. So you guys are really, uh, as I said on the show, stepping it up big time. But, I mean, when you get your own voicemail, that's a, that's a big deal, too. I just want to say thank you for all of the great content all season long. Uh, the podcasts have been great. The Periscopes at halftime have been a must-watch part of every primetime broadcast. So it's great to see you guys continue to boom and all the new viewers and audience numbers that you're putting in are well deserved and you guys are doing fantastic sad to see the season come to an end uh, it has to come to an end eventually it was a great season i think for everyone um, especially you guys so i really enjoyed all the content all year but this this price and i'll go ahead and get into the markets that's what i do that this price at the open was correct and i think a lot of people are looking at this asking why did the makers open it there if they knew it was going to move well, if they knew it was going to move and they still opened it there, it probably tells you something about these two teams. And while everyone's getting excited about New England, the only real handicap anyone can put forth that makes any sense whatsoever is the experience. And while it may make sense uh, talking about it with your friends at the bar when it comes to handicapping sports, it really has uh, very little impact on what will transpire on the field. Unless the Patriots can take the field and run extremely quick up-tempo offense. They're going to struggle against this L.A. Rams defense who can put their physical corners to lead and Peters on the outside, crowd the middle of the field, and then get some pressure on Brady. Maybe not sack him, maybe not hit him, but just enough pushing back of the offensive line to get in his face. And while I'd love to back the Rams, uh, not going to probably get the plus three that I'm looking for, but I do like how the Patriots defense matches up against the Rams as well. There's certainly going to be some hesitation. McVay's play calling, despite all the accolades, has got a little bit predictable and a little bit repetitive. And I think Belichick is certainly on to it. And if McVay's going to do something different, he's going to have to deal with the Patriots, who have two very physical corners as well and also a defense that can crowd the middle of the field and force the Rams to do something that we haven't seen them do. And while the Rams' front offensive line can deal with the New England defensive line and open some holes, if New England's moving real fast on the other side of the football, 
LA is going to have to do something to keep up, and I don't think that bodes well. I think ultimately we see New England come out with what they've done in all of their Super Bowls, and that is start very slow in the Brady Belichick era. Just three points scored in these Super Bowl first quarters. I've lost track of how many they've been to, and in my mind, they haven't been to any because the Jets are still the best team in the AFC East. But at the Someone apparently couldn't follow the instructions, so here's more Adam. The damn lady cut me off. I was just getting on a roll, but that must mean I have to speed it up a little bit. Long story short, first half under if you can't grab 28 and a half. I'm on under 10 and a half as well in the first quarter. Both are good looks. We see the slow start. We might get the first half under, followed by an explosion of points in the second half when things get aggressive. I like the first half to go under. I like props to go that way as well. And if you're going to look for points, Save it for the second half. Taylor, your prop bets to favor overs in the second half. Maybe you get the extreme totals that Whale loves oh so much in the fourth quarter, taking some aggressive numbers over there. Uh, but I'll be fine with both defenses stepping up early and keeping this one under the total. Can't wait to listen to the Super Bowl podcast. Very excited for all you guys have done this whole season. Can't be happy enough for both of you guys. Two great guys putting together the podcast. And I still owe Andy 60 beers. I have not forgot about that. I am not welching on the bet. But when I went to the post office, they said, we can't ship that without a pallet. And I'm, unfortunately, uh, I, in my apartment, I'm all out of pallets. So I'm going to have to figure out an alternative or send several multiple packages over the spring and the summer in order to deliver the quantity of beer over the borders and get it through customs. If anyone works at customs anymore with the border shutdown, I don't know what's going on in that regard. But the beers are going to get to Andy some point, and I will pay up for the Jets' shortcoming against the Minnesota Vikings. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the game. And I look forward to hearing all your content coming up next football season. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. How the fuck do you shut this thing off? Our old friend, Woody Wins. What's up, Andy and Well, It's your old pal, Woody Wins. Let's dive right into Super Bowl 53. The New England Patriots versus the Los Angeles Rams, Boston versus L.A. Two high-flying offenses, right? Well, actually, only seven teams have attempted fewer passes than the Rams and Patriots, respectively. Safe to say, Gronk has lost a step, Gordon was lost to suspension, and the field-stretching Brandon Cooks is now playing for the Rams. New England has subsequently relied on rushing the ball, along with short, quick, high-percentage throws to Edelman and a pack of running backs. Brady has the second-highest passer rating when targeting both the short left and short right of the field and is completing over 65% of his passes. The Rams' secondary may have something to say about the Patriots' success in the passing game. L.A. is third, allowing only 48% of opposing pass plays to be successful this season, and chances are they're even better than that. Aqib Tlaib missed half the season to injury. In Tlaib's absence, the, Ram al- the Rams allowed 54% of passes to grade successful, the same rate as the Detroit Lions. With Tlaib active, the Rams' defensive success rate jumps way up, allowing opposing offenses to successfully complete only 43% of their passes. That's 3% better than the league-leading Baltimore Ravens. Bill Belichick will likely notice the Rams are 28th in defensive rush efficiency, while the Patriots are 7th in rush efficiency. Expect a game plan similar to that of the AFC Championship game, where the Patriots rushed the ball 25 times in the first half. The score at the half of the AFC Championship game, 14-0. On the other side of the ball, we have a similar scenario. The Patriots have allowed the fourth fewest successful pass plays on defense, 
However, New England grades in the bottom third of the league stopping the run. The Rams facing bottom half rush defenses have a rushing success rate over 60%. That's 3% higher than their own league leading 57%. LA is number one in adjusted rush yards, number one in rushing efficiency, and number one in rushing success rate. Conversely, the Patriots defensive line ranks 26th in adjusted rush yards, 19th in rushing efficiency, and 22nd in success rate defending the run. Both teams grade highly in pass defense and poorly stopping the run. Expect both squads to run, 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 bleed that clock down. My recommendation is to back the first half under 27 and a half and the full game under 56 and a half. Thank you so much, guys. Everybody check me out on Twitter, at Woodstock Wins. I've got more breakdowns, visualizations for the Super Bowl. Gracias, amigos. Sports Dogma. What is up, gentlemen? I just want to say it's been a pleasure being on the pod and all the welcome guests. Um, great listening over the last two years. Um, it's a Sports Dogma speaking, by the way. Um, in regards to the Super Bowl, I mean, it's quite a... Seemingly a matchup decided by the market currently. Uh, the line suggests so. I mean, who would not be betting the Patriots at that number? I feel uh, that a lot remains to be seen. Um, I feel the game's going to be a lot closer than expected. I do, however, have a prop that I like. Um, on a guy that's been on the pass for a long time, gone to Super Bowls with Tom Brady, and I actually feel like it's a swan song this game. Um, I like Kronkowski over three and a half receptions. I know it's juiced a little right now. You're getting it about, I think it's negative. I don't know talking about negative 145 at the moment, but I think that's an appropriate, um, number given some of the struggles he's had. But, but it is a Super Bowl. And like I suggested previously, I feel like it could be his last year. And, um, you can see him going out with more receptions than what books expect. And I like that number. I think you'll find a little bit of uh, territory in the zone, in the zone coverage that I expect the Rams to employ. I don't think they'll be able to run the ball as well. Um, that's the Patriots um, that is against this Rams front. So I think we'll see some uh, quite a frequency of throws by Brady. And I like Gronk over three and a half. And uh, sad to see the football season come to an end, guys. Um, wish you all the best been a pleasure being on andy whale everybody that's been on cheers and let's hope for a good game huh take care sports dogma i am the gup good afternoon this is gup from gupscorner.com i had a great time being on the show this season uh with with andy and will Uh, excited to drop a little knowledge for the super bowl uh i released the patriots minus one that Sunday night it came out so that's kind of where I'm at I still don't mind the two and a half um, obviously been steamed up I have a prediction of the Patriots 38-21 so I really don't see it being too close um, to throw a little fun in it I have done a uh, golf parlay with Dustin Johnson at the Saudi Arabia tournament um, Justin Thomas for the waste management and the Patriots all three to win Pays 134 to 1 if you want to jump on that. I have my full card of uh, golf outrights listed on the website if you want to go check it out. And then lastly, a couple props that I like. Uh, Mrs. Gup has a nine-year streak on the national anthem of 
predicting the correct over and under, and it's currently 8-0-1, so she's putting it on the line again, and she is taking over 110, which was plus 115 on five dimes. Um, over 107 was a standard, but there's a lot of juice there. Do with it with, with, with it what you want. She's going to back the over 110 number. My favorite prop is uh, Brady over 26 and a half completions. Uh, looking for hopefully a competitive game. I don't think it will be. So I hope I'm celebrating a waste management winner and then the Patriots in a blowout to take all the money. Enjoyed it. You guys have a good day and a happy Super Bowl weekend. Jay Creer. What's up, Well, What's up, Andy? It's Jay Creer uh, calling in. Hey, man. Um, you know, looking at the Super Bowl, there's been a little bit of movement. Um, and obviously, you know, a public side ATF, it's a, a little bit extreme for me to kind of want to get interested in at this point. But probably a, a big play that I'm going to be looking at is, in particular, looking at the second half over. Um, I think this is a game where it could start out kind of slow. Um, and we might see the first half under, which originally looked really solid for me at under 28. But I could see this total in the second half not being big enough. And I really think you're going to see McVay and Belichick make a ton of adjustments, get these offenses going. It's just going to be an absolute shootout in the second half. So, I, you know, obviously I'll have some props and I'll have some things that I might fire on before the game. But um, if I avoid that first half under, I think I'm going to be looking for a second half over. You know, there could be a scenario where maybe this game's getting out of control and maybe that would prevent me from firing on it. But I think if this game is 10 points or less at halftime, uh, I think the 2-H over is going to be a great play. Anyways, uh, good luck, guys. Um, kill it this weekend. Let's have a big weekend. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Money Mills Mark. Andy, Whale, what's going on, guys? Thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to do this. Congrats on a great season and uh, some very cool content you put out. Uh, this is Money Mills Mark, uh, the mill, uh, longtime friend of the pod, uh, big listener, big fan. Uh, love the love the content you guys create in the space. Uh, real quick, a couple bets I like. Um, if you go on Bovada, Bodog. Uh, longest score of the game, touchdown or field goal. Uh, field goal is currently minus 110. Uh, I actually really like that you're indoors. You got Greg Belay. Um, you know the Patriots play that bend don't break defense, so uh, I'm not surprised to see some some pretty long. Uh, would be surprised to see a long field goal in that one. Um, another one I kind of like. Uh, if you take Tom Brady as MVP at plus 125. Uh, you can grab someone like Aaron Donald at plus 1800, plus, uh, or it'd be 20 to 1, depending where you look. Um, reason I like that one, uh, I see a lot of parallels between him and Vaughn Miller, the, the last D end, or, uh, last D line player. To win this award, uh, both led the league in sacks, um, both can have a tremendous impact. My one caution on that would be, uh, last time these two teams played, Patriots ran the ball like 25 times with uh, Donald on the field, and they ran at him, double-teaming him 19 out of the 25 times. So uh, classic uh, Bill Belichick fashion, I think they could take him out of the game. But, I mean, if New England wins, is anyone winning the MVP but Tom Brady? No. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not running to back Jared Goff in, in a game like this. So give me the, the big D guy for uh, the Rams. I feel pretty decent uh, both ways. Um Finally, 
I think in a game like this, we saw how fast the line moved. I'm not surprised to see it fall within kind of a, a weird number given the magnitude of the game, given kind of the Patriots' history in the last couple big Super Bowls. So I'm looking at uh, exact winning margin. Pats win by one, Pats win by two, both are t- plus 2,500. Uh, Pats win by three is plus 700. I'll probably have a little, a little stake on all three of those. And then Patriots by... Uh, one to six points at, at uh, plus 350 is something else I'm into. Um, this game basically breaks down as it's strength on strength, um, whether it's uh, interior D-line, uh, interior O-line. Uh, Rams like to run three wide receiver sets. Uh, Patriots are great at defending three wide receiver sets. So anywhere you look on the field, it's going to be strength on strength. Um, and I think that's going to make it uh, a pretty tight game. So uh, best of luck to everyone who bets it, and uh, good luck, everyone. Thank you. B-Pick Sports. Hey, this is B-Pick Sports, and my Super Bowl prediction is that the Patriots win in a high-scoring game. But my best bet of the Super Bowl is Brandon Cook's first reception under 12.5 yards. I'm looking for the Patriots to play a similar defense to the way they played Tyreek Hill last week, and for the Rams to try and get Brandon Cook's involved early with a screenplay or a short slant to try and use his athleticism. Best of luck to everyone. Caleb Gehring. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Caleb. Hope you guys are looking forward to another great Super Bowl. As far as plays, I would look at two numbers in this game. I think if you can get the Rams a plus three by kickoff or just before, I think that's the smart play here. I really do like the Rams in this game. Again, I know it seems like I'm just fading the Patriots, but I really think Rams plus three is a smart play in this situation. Also, if the game's close by halftime and it's let's say 14-10 or, or a little underwhelming, I would look at the second half over uh, in that second half. I, I think it's going to explode if it doesn't in the first. So those are the two plays that I will be on if I can get the key number. Otherwise, I'm just going to stay off. Hope you guys have a good one and enjoy the Super Bowl. Millhouse. Hello, you are live with Millhouse. You can find me on Instagram. I'm new there. Instagram.com slash Millhouse Sports or on Twitter, which is preferable. You'll get all my investments there at Millhouse Sports. That's one L. Today I have for you a prop for the Super Bowl. I have teamed up with Sports Dogma at Sports Dogma on Twitter uh, for a Super Bowl package. And one of the plays off our client card this week will be this prop. We're going with Todd Gurley, minus 150 to score an anytime touchdown. So that's rushing or receiving. I believe we're getting great value on this due to the perception that he has a nagging injury. It appears to me that it's getting better. Uh, Last game, they used him when they really had to a couple times. He didn't get a ton of work, but there was a couple of critical situations where they put him in, and to me that tells me... He's on pace to recover in time for the Super Bowl. Two weeks is a huge difference if you're close. And the fact that he could go when they really needed him last week shows me that he can. Now, there isn't a huge drop-off between him and C.J. Anderson. I mean, he's obviously quite a bit better when fully healthy, but when he's a little bit banged up, the drop-off's almost nothing. You might as well give Anderson the workload. I get that, but in the Super Bowl, you take every single edge you can get, and I really don't believe C.J. is going to get the ball very much in this game. So if the Rams get inside the five even, I do believe Gurley is going to get a touch, and... 
in a game that I kind of expect to be fairly high scoring. I I think there's a great a great chance that he gets in the end zone early. Like I don't even think we're gonna have to sweat this, and I think we're gonna get a few cracks at it. Uh, minus 150 anytime touchdown is a steal. If you ask me, I capped it closer to minus 230, and I believe we're getting all all the value just because of the perception that he's banged up. Um, but I think that's it's a huge advantage, and I'm gonna put one unit on that. Uh, you can find our whole Super Bowl package at um, sportsdogma.com. And uh, best of luck to you, the Super Bowl. Hey, this is Fabian Sommer from Zuma.eu. You can find me on Twitter at suuma 810 And I want to talk about a a uh, very good prop bet for the Super Bowl, um, and that's Jared Goff to win MVP. Um, the price is currently uh, plus 226 at Pinnacle, and you can even get plus 250 at some other books. And to me, this is this is a great plus EV um, because this bet is correlated with the with the money line on the Rams. To win the Super Bowl, so Jared Goff can only win the MVP if the uh, Rams win the Super Bowl, and uh, the count mine line odds for the Rams on Pinnacle are plus 117. Uh, that's an implied probability of 46.1%. And now you just gotta figure out what the uh, probability is for Goff to win the MVP if the Rams win the Super Bowl. And um, over the last nine Super Bowls, seven times. The quarterback became the MVP. It's a passing league. Um, Todd Gurley, um, he is going to share snaps with CJ Anderson again. So I doubt that a running back is going to to win the MVP for the Rams. And on the other side, on the defense, defensive side, you would need, let's say, Aaron Donald to collect um, three or more sacks, maybe two strip sacks or any other defensive player to, uh, to get two interceptions or more. That's highly unlikely. So um, let's just say the odds for um, Jared Goff to become the MVP if the Rams win is over 80%. And if we go with 85%, that's a combined probability of 39.2%, which would um, make up for a true odds of plus 155. And there you have incredible plus EV uh, when you get... Um, the true price in the markets for let's say plus 250 or even plus 226 at pinnacle so yeah um, if you like plus ev bets um jared goff to win mvp is your super bowl prop to go this concludes your voicemail no new messages best of luck well, that, that was awesome. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that, that was well, awesome. Those were great. You. Yes. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Thanks for Thank everybody. You. Yeah, taking Thank the time. Thank you to all of this. That was. I, I'm still laughing. Uh, Chernoff freaking cussing out the uh, the lady on the voicemail because he wasted so much time being amazed that we even got a voicemail set up. That was uh, pretty priceless. Um, and uh, surprised a little bit actually at the consensus there. Um, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how this plays out. Um, Andy, you got any uh, final predictions here for the game side total? Uh, thoughts, score. Uh, where, 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 where you landed on this? Twenty-eight, twenty-four. You don't want to reveal the team. Ooh, <laughs> man! I think the I, I just think the Patriots win. 
It's it's just how it is. It's always inevitable. Should we just go right right around there? Like twenty, yeah, twenty eight, twenty five. Let's go with a weird number. There's gonna be some fuckery with like a two point conversion. So people that people, I think it'll land on three. So the people that like paid extra money for a plus three will be able to justify it all off season. Oh God, that'd be, that'd I'm already. Fun. Oh my God, yeah, I'm already sick. I'm already Twitter. sick of this. I'm already sick of it. And I um, do, I do lean slight. If I had to take a side, I would lean slightly under. But I think the under is really, really, really going to be in the balance yeah, on how cut. the first half, how the first half plays out. If we yeah. have, if the first half gets like twenty-four points, I think the under is dead at that point. I think you need a, a 13, 14, 17 point first half to get it done. I dig it. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go seven point Patriots win. Give me Pats thirty-four, Rams twenty-seven. Uh, we got some, we got some Pats field goals in there and we got a Rams missed a two point conversion. That's how we get there. Um, all right. Good stuff. Uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up, man. Best of luck. Enjoy the Super Bowl. That was a super fun podcast and be sure to tune in tomorrow. We have a special guest, uh, none other than the parlay queen, Miss Monique, uh, will be on to help handicap all of the props. We have some absolutely spectacular ones that you have not heard from other places that are funny and engaging. And There's it's so going many, to be a man. fantastic. It's going to be fantastic. I dug through so I many books wait. today. I can't wait. I can't wait. And uh, There's got to be yeah. 2,000 prop bets out there right now. It's, easily, it's ridiculous easily. where it's got I think to. that's – I'm going to take the over on uh, 2,000. Uh, I think there's more than that. Um, so, the uh, okay. Uh, let's wrap it up. Great job by you. Uh, and, uh, yeah, talk to you tomorrow. Sounds good. All right. Peace.